Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow. It's already May the 6th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. And yes, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And yes, we love liberty. How about you? Welcome to the broadcast. Quick recap of yesterday's show, then we'll launch into news the networks refuse to use today. The recap starts now. We had our guest on, Mrs. Becky Akers. She's a freelance writer and a historian that's appeared in all kinds of publications. But of course, her greatest claim to fame, Liberty Roundtable Live, continuous guest. She's been on with us for years, doing a phenomenal job as always. BeckyAkers.wordpress.com. You should also know that she's an author. Hail Storm and Abducting Arnicle, the revolutionary new novels, buy them before they're banned. She's also Lou Rockwell, columnist, and a whole lot more. Check it out. But we talked about Ron Paul's email, Does Truth Matter? Sam and Becky obviously agree that the answer is a clear, resounding yes, indeed it matters. We talked about the WHO finally admits that PCR tests create false positives. Yeah, December 14th, they released a memo saying that they realized that, you know what, the PCR test can be problematic. They can create false positives. Did you hear that from your mainstream press? I think not. If the CDC, ladies and gentlemen, was honest from the start, the case count would have been a whole lot lower. And the fear-mongering would have not taken such a great toll on this country and shut everybody and everything down. Looking to get Americans vaccinated, by the way, they're trying to offer a cash reward to give you incentive. Believe it or not, they're also trying to push for the Utah, or for the vaccinations. They're offering school credit towards school graduation if you get the COVID vaccine in some places. It's insane. Pfizer, by the way, makes huge profits off the vaccine. Pfizer generated $3.5 billion in the first three months of this year alone, ladies and gentlemen. You wonder why they won't talk about ivermectin and other inexpensive solutions, huh? It's all about big cash and control of you and me. Can the jab be forced upon people under current law? They say the answers are clear, yes. I reject that unconstitutional abuse of my God-given rights and my property. My body is my most prized property, if you will. But there's a push for U.S. vaccine passport, and that push is growing because now that Canada announces their own. Believe it or not, the G7 global international community looking to push and see how that looks as well. That was our one Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we continued with Becky Akers. We talked about breakthrough cases of COVID-19 emerging among fully vaccinated Americans. So yeah, they're still spreading the disease even after being vaccinated. NVIC.org, that's the National Vaccine Information Center. Very interesting to say the least. They told you that, hey, once we get this silver bullet, the vaccine, 
Uh, it'll be just great. Well, now they're backing off and lying and betraying and admit everything. The only silver bullet now happens to be, what, beer, I guess? Not a silver bullet either. Both of them are lies, beer and the vaccines, right? We also talked about vaccine passports. They're trying to create a lesser class of citizens, writes Ben Swan. Truthinmedia.com for that. Um, I guess he does videos, right, for that video. We also talked about the long shadow of the 1976 swine flu fiasco. Yeah, that should be lessons learned back in 76 when it comes to the corona vaccine today. But they're not learning anything. They're literally doubling down and stupidly repeating the negative reality of history. It is tragic, tragic to say the least. We also talked about American, or I'm sorry, AOC, Ocasio-Cortez, whacked out girl, man. New York legislature, she says, or I should say the New York rep, right, on the House side of the federal legislature, right? Anyway, she says, move over Marine Corps. She's creating a climate corp. Or climate corps. So look out, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be bad news for sure. But Joe Biden is literally doubling down on vaccines on one hand and climate change on the other. And those two will be the Keeley's tendon to destroy America, ladies and gentlemen, move you into a tyrannical socialist communist slash utopia. Uh, because on Earth Day, Joe Biden promised, pledged a 50% cut in U.S. emissions. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Joe Biden says America represents only 15% of the world's emission. Just under 15%, so not even 15%. If we cut 50%, what will it look like? How much difference will it even make? Uh, will you be able to eat meat? Will you be able to have your AC on in the summer? Will you be able to drive your car? What changes? This is what's interesting. Nobody's drilling into these politicians' statements. If we're going to cut 50% of our emissions by 2030, and we only put out 15% of the world's emissions, what will it look like? What life changes will be required to achieve the goal Joe's talking about? It's more aggressive than any other goal that any other swamp monster has proposed. Biden says this will be a decisive decade for tackling climate change. Biden unveils sweeping climate goals and plans to meet them. Yeah, but the plans are vague enough to where I don't know how it'll change my life. Do you know how it will change your life? Just wondering. By the way, International Day of Prayer is today, ladies and gentlemen. That is the best news I've heard all day. And with that, that's the recap of yesterday's broadcast. News the network refused to use starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir, and happy National Prayer Day, sir. Or National Day of Prayer, I should say. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. I think the National Day of Prayer is a huge deal, Kurt. Amen. And I feel like um, when I look through the news, and I don't know if you've scoured the news today or whatever else yesterday. As I look in the news, there's not very many people talking about it at all. Have you noticed that? Well, it's because they reverence this whole idea, Sam. I mean, you know, uh, CBS and NBC and CNN, they're probably starting the day off with special prayer services right there in their, you know, um, 
headquarters. I mean, they probably uh, in sackcloth and ashes. You know, I mean, I, I mean, these are some of the most religious people you'll ever see, uh, Sam, at the heads of those uh, operations. Don't you think? Yes, and I don't know really how to feel about this, but I, I think that we need to look at the news. And this is an honest kind of statement, Kurt. And anybody who's not mentioning the National Day of Prayer today or highlighting it or focusing on it, we're going to give it big focus today because that's who we are. But any news organization that's not even willing to tell you that that's happening, I would submit to you as derelict in their duty, and I don't know that I'd use them for news, Kurt. Is there more important news today than acknowledging or at least highlighting, I would say promoting, that it's National Day of Prayer? National Day of Prayer is today. That's Thursday, right? Um, Correct. May the 6th. Is there a more important news headline than that? And I would submit to you that there is not a single more important headline, and I'll tell you why. Because not only is it a look back in history about who we are as a nation, we're a Christian nation. We are founded on Judeo-Christian principles, right? Not only is it a look back to the founders who prayed mightily for guidance and success and felt God's presence in the moves they made to secure liberty, but through our history, from that point of the revolution, the world turned upside down, as the British called it, where the Americans won and created the freest country on the face of the earth, all kinds of tragedy and catastrophes in history turned the nation to prayer, to humble supplication on their knees, right on through to today, Kurt. And I submit to you, if we are going to have a bright future, it depends on this very idea of a national day of prayer. Now, you know, I'm not really interested in the mandating of laws to force people to pray or anything like that. Don't misunderstand me. But an acknowledgement of God nationally, an acknowledgement of God and then a voluntary choice to participate and be involved in um, millions of people across this great land, turning to God Almighty in prayer, begging him, you know what, please protect us, heal our land. Um, we want to repent. We want to change. We want to do thy will, Father. We want to, and this to me is the greatest solution for American restoration of any solution I can think of. I know it's not singular. I know the solutions, you can't oversimplify, it's not easy. I get it. But I also get that any solution without this prayer component, I, I submit will fail. And I submit to you that it was that turning to God that is the difference of the United States Revolution and the French Revolution. I mean, theirs was barbaric and destructive and a failure. Ours was incredibly successful and why? I submit to you because of this prayer principle, because of this desire uh, as de Tocqueville talked about, when we talk about America's good or great because America's good, this morality is what I'm talking about. And I believe that morality and that passport to spirituality, if you will, starts with prayer. Individual prayers to God Almighty. Pray in your closets. Pray, okay, to uh, family prayers. To prayers nationwide. We'll come back. Kurt Crosby, Brian Rust, we'll talk about prayer a little bit. We'll also talk about a couple of unique twists that are happening. We've got an uh, Honest Money update and a whole lot more. I'm Sam Bushman. For Brian Rust and Kurt Crosby, hang tight. News the networks refuse to use straight ahead on your radio.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, Brian Rust, Kirk Cosby, Sam Bushman, on your radio, Honest Money Report starts now. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, sir. Hope you are as well. Let's start out and get a gold and silver update, sir. Well, I started out with a nice prayer as I woke up, so that's that's a good yeah, start buddy. right there. That's right. So uh, let's see. Uh, gold right now is sitting at one uh, seventeen ninety six seventy. Okay. And silver's twenty six eighty nine. Twenty six eighty nine. Okay. Correct. Not and a whole rhodium, lot of change, huh? Not a whole lot of change. Silver's up fifty cents. Gold's up eighteen dollars from last week. Rhodium's down 200. So Kurt lost about 200 on the road. Oh, rhodium. man. Kurt's going broke, man. How much <laughs> is rhodium? Uh, 28,600. 28,600, Kurt. I mean, you just lost a bunch of, with a garage full of rhodium, buddy, you just lost a bunch of cash, bro. Yeah, I guess but I'll I have to move over to crypto, you know, where the big cash <laughs> is. Almost got me. Don't dip your toe in the crypto, buddy. Maybe you got to move over to gold. It went up 18 bucks. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Silver Eagle Silver Dollars, where are they sitting, Brian? Uh, they're still $38. They're not changing? They haven't changed at all for, I mean, the, the paper thing. You know, we see that spikes up and down in, in the paper, but the physical's holding strong. You know, you, it, it's interesting to, to see that the Silver Eagle this year could be, there could be a, quite a shortage and a kind of a, even maybe a, 
time where we're not going to be able to get product for a bit because their their, their plan is to change to a new new type. Well, the problem is is the fact that they, you know, 2020 the mint shut down a number of times trying to the COVID thing and all that, and so as a uh, now they're in line to create this new Silver Eagle. Well, it's it's this half of this year was the the same Silver Eagle. The next half of the year is supposed to come out with a new type. Well, with demand and the shortage and all the ups and downs in that market, the Silver Eagle shoot we might see fifty dollars on Silver Eagles soon. Who knows? I mean, it's just it's kind of wild. So what does that mean when you say that, uh, you know, this year might be, you know, what does that mean? Well, at the production of your 2021s, the first half of that production for that date is low, is, is, is quite low. And, that, and now, and, and, and now going forward, they've projected a new variety, and that's got to come into play, you know, where they're starting to produce those already, and, and yet they haven't even been able to meet demand on the, on the earlier type so it's pushing them into a kind of a fix i guess and so but the yeah the demand's definitely going to be there and so that demand's gonna you know it'll be interesting to just see what products we get how long it'll take all that stuff all right i got an interesting headline that i think you guys want to hear here's what it says democrats unveil u.s digital dollar legislation did you see this one guys I didn't see that, uh, but I, I mean either. that's that's got to do nothing but strengthen the value of uh, you know I mean the U.S. dollar. I mean it's just going to be amazing. <laughs> you know? well, let me kind of explain how this all work, just so you kind of understand this <clears throat> legislation kind of an idea. You know, Brian, if you own a gun, we might just have to uh, push paperless currency. And reset your American wealth to zero, my friend. Soon oh, to be forced upon wow. you, federal federal digital wallets with zero privacy. And it is a um, email from somebody who's pushing their own agenda. They want to kind of sell you something, but they do highlight the reality that Nancy Pelosi tried to sneak through uh, digital wallets into the two trillion dollars national debt pandemic stimulus bill, but she forgot. To include something else, she pulled it out of the legislation in the last couple of minutes. So there's a draft bill outline concept called Fed accounts. And with a Fed account, ladies and gentlemen, the new, what do you want to call it, government Gestapo, kind of a <laughs> whatever, will um, make decisions for you that you may not be happy about. The draft bill outlined a concept called Fed accounts. With a Fed account, the new Democrat Gestapo will give you what it deems you are worthy of for compensation based on a whim. So you've heard of the universal basic income, right? They're going for broke on this baby. Here's the deal. If you're overweight, there'll be prohibitions on your Fed account. No money in your digital wallet will be allowed to be spent on unhealthy food like cakes, Cookies, Twinkies. You probably won't even be able to buy meat because you got to use the Beyond Meat talk, you know, stuff now, right? Wow. If you own guns, you may be declined because you know what? Your ambitions are deemed non-essential. Not only that, they could go to <clears throat> terroristic, terroristic, violent. You know, you just be terroristically violent, I guess. Hey, if you have a business, if they don't like your business, then. 
<clears throat> no funding for you. Yeah. Anyway, there you have it, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Wow. <clears throat> Pelosi pulled the new dollar, the new digital dollar legislation from the stimulus package. But not long after, on March 24th, Senator Sherrod Brown proposed a new, what do they call this thing, a new um, digital dollar. And it's uh, just so you know, it's S3571. Banking for All Act is what it's called. And Democrats are coming for any wealth that you have, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about that. Once this legislation is enacted, then hey, if you're not in their camp, an elitist like them, well, you're going to live on the pittance they hand out for you, your children, and your children's children, and so on and so on. You need to protect yourself by protecting your assets and your savings. Brian, this is where you come in, buddy. Well, it, it's interesting. That, that Isn't that Satan's plan, no choice? I mean, kind of thing, just, uh, you know, there's no choice. It's interesting that they're, they, you know, and I, it doesn't shock me, the fact that they're trying to put something together. I mean, it uh, that's crazy. You know, I, I kind of worry about the, you know, cash of society because if it's just a if it's just a card perhaps like this or something you have that they can kind of control at one end now you have a little uh, money now you don't have any money and it's kind of you know you're in this line you're not in that line you can't do this you can't i mean it's that's where we're headed it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous you know and i that's why i've been pushing you know you know your tradable asset would be something in your hand you know not something out there because that something out there in the middle of nowhere can disappear like that with a click of a switch as opposed to me holding a gold piece or a silver piece or something that I have tradeability and someone you you know Kurt's got honey I can go to honey you can maybe trade this with somebody that's got that and we can make trade I don't, I don't know it's just it's unreal what what the government's trying to do and yet one thing Pelosi did you know she I remember her saying something about well we're not we, we're not passing that bill because we can't we haven't read the the huge encyclopedia book or whatever book, but now that, but don't read our book. We just want you to pass the laws. We don't want you to know what's in it, but what she wants. Well, you can know what's in it after we pass it, Brian. Oh, okay. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, what do you want to say about this? My friend? Well, um, did you say they were going to call it the fed? uh, What was it called? Fed? Maybe they should call it fed up. I'm kind of fed up with the whole yeah, uh, thing like that, uh, you know. And then, uh, you know, that that phrase, uh, the, the things somewhere out there. Isn't there a song like that? Somewhere <laughs> out there. You kind of wonder, you know, where your money really is. Uh, and like right. Brian says, I mean, imagine if you, you know, you don't have to look somewhere out there for your money. You just look. <laughs> right there with you and you know you got some dimes and some quarters and some silver dollars and you know i mean i mean you could actually uh go back to the good old days you know i mean although you know the the term biden bucks you know is kind of really um well, I mean, that's intriguing. I mean, just imagine if they made a new, you know, Brian was talking about the problems they were having with the mint, with the 2021 Silver Eagles. They could call it like the uh, Biden buck lame duck. Um, 
you know, something like that, you know, uh, with the new kind of silver eagles, and maybe they'd have like a tenth of the amount of silver, and you know, I mean, no, don't Kurt stop. I mean, Kurt's going to give these guys ideas, Brian, and they're going to actually do it. Well, I, hey, I'm wondering if the fact of it is is Pelosi looking for some kind of her picture on some kind of a. I mean, there's like Kennedy's on a coin or Lincoln's on, you know, Washington. Is Pelosi looking for some kind of picture on a... Picture yeah, on, on one side coin? it would be like Sacagawea, on the other side it would be Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. we could put her on a milk jug, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kurt Cosby, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, your honest money report, and a whole lot more talk on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Calling it a monumental moment in the fight against the coronavirus. Who Executive Director Gabriessis on Wednesday thanked the Biden administration's support for temporarily waiving intellectual property rights and the expenses associated with such rights as an example of leadership to address the global health challenges. Judge Dabney Friedrich of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia has issued a ruling that would revoke the eviction moratorium put in place by the CDC. But the Justice Department is appealing on behalf of the CDC. The case was brought by the Alabama Association of Realtors, which argued that the CDC does not have the power to tell landlords they cannot evict people during a pandemic. The judge agreed. China's foreign minister on Thursday condemned a joint statement by the G7 foreign ministers that expressed support for Chinese-claimed Taiwan and cast Beijing as a bully, saying it was a gross interference in China's internal affairs. USA Radio News. Who's really running the country? Joe Biden, the First Lady, Kamala Harris, maybe Barack Obama. Already, Kamala Harris is the most powerful vice president in history. All this week, Newsmax's Greg Kelly asked the tough questions about Joe Biden and who's really in charge at the White House. Every night this week, Greg Kelly is on Newsmax giving you the news you need to know. So watch Greg Kelly tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern and see his series, Who's Really in Charge? Newsmax TV is America's fourth highest rated cable news network. Everyone is talking about Newsmax. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system, tell them you want it, or get Newsmax free on your smart TV, or tune into Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, or YouTube, or just download the free Newsmax TV app on your smartphone and watch us anytime, anywhere. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. So should you. After the death of a child and dozens of injuries, the Consumer Product Safety Commission has announced Peloton has finally agreed to recall about 125,000 of its treadmills. John Clements from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. After first declaring the $4,200 treadmills were safe, as long as all warnings and safety instructions were followed, Peloton has now agreed to the full recall. Joe Martiak is with the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Ever since we heard about the incidents and the child death, we have been actively looking at it and talking to Peloton about a recall of the product. They would not agree to it early on, and that's why we put a warning out to the public about it. At that point, we only had 39 incidents. Since that time, in just barely two weeks, the number has almost doubled to over 70. Peloton is also offering a full refund to those who purchased the treadmill. 
Peloton was started with Kickstarter funding in 2013. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, Brian Russ, RussQuinnandGift.com with us. So it's a little crazy. Uh, Kurt wants to put Nancy Pelosi on a milk jug. I kind of like that idea, Brian. There you go. I, why not? I think that'd be great. Drink well, more. Well, she's not only lost but found, I, right? I was kind of thinking about that, though, and I'm thinking that would kind of... Maybe upset your stomach when you're trying to eat, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like curdled milk. Problem. Yeah, that, that might really mess things up. Maybe maybe we should just not have her picture anywhere. I mean, that's that's the best thing, probably, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, she does get on the on the tube uh, a little bit. All right. In all seriousness, this is a serious matter, though. I'll tell you that right now. And ladies and gentlemen, the National Day of Prayer is today. It is May the 6th, National Day of Prayer. And I think it's really important to focus on that, especially when we talk about money. We talk about the Democrats unveil U.S. digital dollar legislation. You know, Pelosi pulled it from the stimulus package. But you know what? They're pushing for a new pro-digital dollar. And that's what they want to try to create. And I don't know if it'll be a cryptocurrency when we say digital dollar I don't know what crypto means exactly. And let me explain. Behind the crypto is what they call blockchain. And so will the government use blockchain or will the government create their own gov chain? Or will the transactions be as transparent as crypto? If you have a digital currency but it's not really a blockchain, is it crypto? Or is it, you know, what what does it look like and what is it? And see, we don't have any details of that. Now, Facebook... Uh, tried to make their own currency happen. Uh, of course, it didn't work out very well, and I haven't heard a lot about it since. Uh, meaning, I, I don't know if it's dead or what the, the deal is. But imagine Facebook in bed with <clears throat> the government. What if Mark Zuckerberg gets with Joe, and they take the Facebook currency and turn it into the Gov currency? I don't know where this is all headed, and I don't know what the parameters of this would really be. It's hard to redraft legislation and get a handle on reality. Uh, what do you think of this, Brian? I mean, it, this... Who knows how detailed this could be, but they say your privacy will be in question. Uh, your money will be controlled by government. If they don't like what you do and say and think, and, uh, then, hey, that could be at the end of that. Imagine mixing um, vaccine packs, passports uh, with your money. and uh, Where does this go? Even the thought of it is scary, sir. Yeah, you know, I, well, I think that absolutely. I mean, it's it's scary. I think, well, it, it, it my thought, you know, the digital currency or so on, that kind of um, situation puts us all at risk because at, at, a, at just a click, you know, they're, wa- let's, they're watching. They're, they're saying they're watching us anyway and so on. But the, a click, one minute you're, you've got money to go on vacation, and the next minute you get to the airport and you've got no money and you don't get on the plane. I mean, they, do they have that much control of just everything in your life? And and that's what, you know, that's the scary part about it is if we get to a point where there's, you know, we have no control basically on it and it's just, you know, even at our bank. I mean, uh, I had to go to my bank at one point years ago because I made a deposit that they didn't show. And they're saying, well, we don't we don't know how this. What do you mean you don't have? I, we came. We have this. So I had to go back and dig through and so on to prove it. See, I don't think we should have to prove that we have 
the funds, and, and, and it becomes a scary thought, right? And you, one minute you have it, and the next you don't. Well, look at what's that a wonderful life with uh, George Stewart or whatever in that, where you know the money was gone, and now the panic, right? Is that is that what happens? I guess if we get uh, they kind of dictate, and we're puppets now, and no choice, and all that stuff. So, Kurt, question for you: uh, They say that the COVID could be the what do you say the predecessor or generate the need for the digital dollar, right? COVID-19 relief could be the catalyst for the digital dollar, they're saying. Uh, what about that plus cl- climate change stuff? You know, if you look at the climate change discussion, you kind of go, um, maybe they'll use that for climate change because that's really where the rubber meets the road when your actions with your money certainly is abusing the earth. And so, you know, it seems to me that two-pronged approach tied to a digital dollar could be the change in America they're looking for for globalism, right? You know, and all I can tell you, Sam, is I mean, uh, here's here's maybe maybe this headline will give you a breath of fresh air because if we could team this up anyway, the U.S. News and World Report's got this one: China's digital yuan will not topple the dollar, uh, official says. So, you know, if we could just get the digital yuan with the digital thing uh, going on here, digital Fed, I mean, just imagine. I mean, there's never really any problems with the Internet or with your connection (laughs) to, you know, like places like that. And like Brian says, I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, so what if they lose a little bit of a deposit here and there and, and maybe, like you said, you're reset to zero, or, or in case of uh, maybe you haven't had your vaccine, so you you know you'd start back at like negative ten thousand or something like that. I mean, you know, it's a whole new world. Uh, I mean, think of the opportunities, uh, you know, Sam. Right. Well, hey, question. Let me just sorry, I just jump in there. But but if if the fear factor, if you're you're in a, a fear mode. And they come to you, well, hey, we've, we've got all this money waiting here to give you. You just need to get this shot or you just need to give us your guns or, you, you know, to, to, do they push us into that kind of a corner? That's my question. I well, think, don't think not right away would do something like that. I don't think right away they'll do that. They know <laughs> that they can overreach and push for a tyranny so blatantly, Kurt. But I do think that's on the agenda over time. And I think that this COVID example that we've experienced is is really a shot across the bow for that very point that you make to where, hey, they know they have the authority. They know the people won't revolt or get, you know, too crazy. Um, In California, believe it or not, there's articles that say, hey, they even have the National Guard standing by when they locked everybody down in case everybody got kind of a little too rowdy. Then they would kind of bring out the, well, troops. You know, this is scary. And I really think that they kind of did the test trial run for this kind of stuff and expect them to continue to, what do you want to call it, breach the barrier of of normalcy to see how we react and what we do. And depending on how we the people deal with this, um, then they, you know, will, what, reset their plans accordingly. But imagine this tied to a digital reset or a global reset. What does that look like, huh? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I guess if at some point if they all had a block, some kind of a 
well, I don't like you mentioned, Sam, a, a blockchain kind of situation. Each government, I guess, they could kind of okay. Well, we're here with this this click or here, we're going to send you our <clears throat> our money and or whatever it's called, and the yuan would send us whenever we. I don't know. I, I, who knows? I guess that's what each government. I, it's interesting, no doubt about it. You know, uh, Sam, uh, I I was just thinking about how it's so amazing here we find ourselves uh, i mean uh, where a dollar i mean uh, the ones that i like you know the ones brian has available there uh, you know you have to pay them 38 federal reserve notes or the paper the money that says one dollar on them you have to pay them 38 for one of those um You've got a silver dime, like a mercury silver dime. You know, you're lucky to find for, you know, two fifty or something like that. And we wonder, um, kind of, what's the problem? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, where do we go from here? I've even heard some uh, recent commercials where they're talking about. Well, do you think um, you know all this? You know, trillions of dollars being spent by your beloved federal government might um, affect the value of the, you know, the dollar and, you know, silver and gold and things like that. And I'm thinking any thinking individuals just got to understand that, man, I mean, it's topsy turvy. The world is, Sam. And then you got uh, not only America, what what else uh, is just crazy busy too. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I know every time I go into uh, Russ Coin Gifts, and I'm pretty lucky because I got it right here close by. But you know, you can go uh, just give him a call and do that, and I'm sure he can ship stuff off to you uh, at least when he can find product. Uh, but I know, uh, you know, you've got uh, people coming through your doors uh, looking for honest money quite often right Brian? every day yeah i know uh <laughs> oh it seemed like a little while back you were like man we just uh, folks are piling on trying to get honest money i think anybody who's looking at the numbers has just got to be going man we got to get some more of that stuff around uh and leave some space leave some space in the uh you know, freezer so I can fit some uh, silver and gold in there somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Liberty Roundtable on the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network. We'll be right back after these wonderful messages. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family 
and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has got to scare you, but um, Sam is, uh, you know, away from the mic now, and you're just left with uh, Kurt and Brian here. Uh, but, uh, you know, frankly, uh, it is nice to hear that beloved intro music. Sam and uh, our buddy uh, Cameron always taking care of things to make sure things sound just, well, Okie dory, I guess you could say, uh, in the old-fashioned phrase. Now, I was going to run this by you, Brian. There's a pretty interesting piece from uh, World Net Daily uh, by Bob Unruh uh, that says, uh, headline, Sidney Powell, America is now a communist regime. Subheadline, they're feeding lies to the American people every single day. Now, you know, I think it goes along with the silver and gold discussion pretty well, if you ask me. Uh, uh, you know, she's, of course, focused on the uh, uh, the election and the lack of, uh, what would we call it, transparency in the uh, recent election. Um, and uh, she basically says, uh, you know, she was interviewed just lately on the Talk of Pittsburgh radio program with... Uh, they call it the Rose Unplugged Show. And uh, she says, the world is absolutely upside down because this country is upside down. They're feeding lies to the American people every single day. Just the fact that they're saying Biden is president is a lie because we've still got to resolve the election issue. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess the Gateway Pundit uh, says that... Um, Powell said, we are living under a communist totalitarian regime. If the voting machine companies had nothing to hide, they wouldn't be hiding anything. Uh, you know, she charged that there were millions of fraudulent votes. It goes on from there. But, you know, when you think about um, the federal government, then uh, 
or whoever's behind the scenes being in charge of some federal cryptocurrency and making sure that, uh, you know, we all are protected somehow there. I'm thinking, man, you better have some extra doors put in because you're going to have a whole lot more people wanting some honest money, the kind that the Constitution still says, a little phrase in there, Article 1, Section 10 says, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. What do you say, sir? Well, it's just look how far we've come. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of crazy as we watch this all unfold. And they, they you know, the, <clears throat> the, the wicked media, I should say, out there, not Wikipedia, but the, the media, the corruption that, that's thrown forth, they kind of clutter our lives and, and uh and of what they want us to hear kind of i i think of a a lot of it by their fruits you shall know them and as we've gone from this you know honest money or or even you know honest just honesty and truth you know we see the fruits that are happening and and we're looking at more and more of these fruits as they want to push out some kind of a digital system or they want to do this or they you know let me just let us just pay and take care of you or let us you know, you won't need to work. You know, there's no work ethic. You don't need that. You know, it, so it's this this huge agenda. You know, and when we come out and we 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 object, saying, okay, well, we don't like where this is going. This is not honest. This is not truth. This is, you know, we want at least uh, some transparency. Like you say we want to see really the results, not you just tell us what you think we ought to hear. And so there's so much of that going on, and 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 kind of. I, I don't know if this is the answer we're kind of, you're looking for, but I, I think that peace of mind for everybody, peace of mind basically is to prepare. I think as we prepare, so I, that's what I try to tell my, my clients and so on is just prepare. I mean, if you're putting a little away, you're you're planning and you're kind of preparing yourself. You don't have to to run to uh, Costco or Walmart or any of those places when there's major panic because everybody's ripping things off the shelves or or even our financial type system if we're prepared. And so that's, that's kind of what I tell people is, yeah, buy some silver mercury dimes or buy some silver quarters or some silver dollars or things. And, and you can do that over time. And before you know it, you've got a nice nest egg that you don't have to go wait in line at a bank. Now, yeah, you might have money in the bank, but you don't have to be panicked to get there because you, you have, you're prepared somewhat. And that's, that's kind of my thoughts. You know, uh, the older I get, the more I understand that old phrase where they talk about uh, keeping some money in, in between the mattress or, you know, something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you said, look how far we've come. And I was thinking, as far as I know, you know, I'm kind of a big fan of getting those uh, silver certificates. Uh, and uh, as far as I know, 1957 was the last time you know, the federal government printed those up. And if you're not familiar with them, ladies and gentlemen, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on that date, Brian, but anyway, I know um, when I get them from you, 1957 is about the, you know, the latest that I can find. And it says, ladies and gentlemen, on that piece of paper that looks, you know, amazingly like a Federal Reserve note, but there's there's some real big differences on it. Uh, you know, back back then, uh, you know, you could look there at the uh, at the uh, 
silver certificate uh, where at the top of our money today it says Federal Reserve note, but there on that one says silver certificate. And then there's this little fine print. You know how the lawyers always tell you, read the <laughs> fine print. Well, anyway, on those that were, the last ones were done the year before I was born, you know, when you talk about look how far we've come. You know, it says this certifies that there is on deposit in the treasury of, and then it says the United States of America. Now the Federal Reserve note says the United States of America after it says Federal Reserve note, but it doesn't have that fine print in there. And then it's got the picture of George Washington. I'm talking about the $1 silver certificate, you know, versus the $1 or so-called $1 Federal Reserve note. And then down at the bottom, it says $1. And then the silver certificate has this some more fine print. You know, it says, in silver, payable to the bearer on demand. And I, I it's so amazing whenever I show that, uh, when, you know, when I get those from you or whatever, and I show those to people, that they look at it like, oh, wow. I, you know, I just... Didn't know that. And uh, when you talk about how far we've come, you know, basically in my lifetime, when at that time you could trade one of those paper dollars for a silver dollar, and now you have to use to get one of those same silver dollars, pretty much 38 of them. So you could, what what that translates to, you know, pretty close is what, about uh, two and a half cents or you know, not really three cents for each dollar now, but you can understand inflation quite a bit. And you can see why the same house that might have been $5,000 back then might be, what, 30 or 40 times that much now. Right? Amen to that at least or more. Hey, by the way, Brian, do they have silver pennies? Uh, they have a steel cent that's, uh, in 43, they had a steel cent, uh, zinc-coated steel. They didn't use copper then for the war. They pulled that out and put out a, 1943 was kind of your, what they called steel cents, or it wasn't really a silver. It looks silver, but it's not really And silver. what's the cheapest silver denomination that they have, a dime or is it a nickel? So they you can nickel, get they some had a silver nickel. nickels. Yeah, yeah, during the war. I got some, I hope right. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, hey, was... Kurt, hey, so Kurt, you mentioned the fact of of that, and it and, and that's the honest truth. See, we're ta- we want to talk about if we're honest money and honest truth. That's the honest truth that you you see a a paper dollar now. The honest truth is that two and a half cents or whatever you know. But your your silver coin and that paper at that time could have been redeemed, but then the government wanted to change well we we do we really have the the silver to give them they didn't so they're not they they decided they're not going to give you a silver dollar for that currency so it's easy to see that they could change the rules midway and uh yeah a lot of those silver certificates how much much is one of those how much is one of those steel pennies worth how much do they cost uh you can buy them for a quarter so let me get this right the paper dollars were two and a half cents (laughs) But the steel pennies were the quarter. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, there you go. Hey, that, and that silver, oh. that silver nickel's worth a buck and a half, a buck and a half or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. So the silver nickels were what was it? 1945, right, Brian? Somewhere in For, there. 40, 1942 to 45. 42 to 45. How much is a wooden nickel worth? 
<laughs> more than a, well, more than a paper it, dollar, right? It, it yeah. depends if it has silver written on it. See, sometimes you just write silver on it. It might not have it in it, but hey, it, it looks. Yeah, there you go. Not just the writing the letters could well, be a key. <laughs> on that on that silver certificate, I always think it's interesting when somebody you know they they look at it and they think. Oh, I think I'll buy that. And, you know, you can see in their mind, they're thinking, I'm going to go trade this for a silver dollar. <laughs> and, right. you know, so I, I ask them when they ask me, if they do, when when they ask me, well, can I get a silver dollar uh, from the government for this? And I ask them a simple question. Well, does your government keep its promises? That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, then they don't even question it after that. They don't go, hmm, really? Or are you sure? They go, well, of course not. So they already know. They got the answer right The the problem is, you know, upon us. Brian, this is serious business, this money thing. And on the National Day of Prayer, I just want to highlight, the only way out of this, folks, is to pray to Almighty God, to repent, to turn to Him, and to look at the solutions from that point of view. If we look at it from a God's lens, a lens of the Ten Commandments is our guide, a lens that, you know what, God is the sovereign author of our liberty, and without Him, we're just not going to have freedom. And I think that uh, honest money, honest weights and measures, as the Bible calls it, or weights and measures, um, requires that we turn to God. And I think obedience to God can bring back this wonderful country where it was only gold and silver as honest money. Brian, final words yours. Yeah, amen, Sam. I, you know, that's the you know, God hasn't changed. His commandments haven't changed. You know, people have tried to change those and, and so on, but he hasn't changed. So I I uh, agree a hundred percent is yeah, we we need to turn back to him, pray uh for a, a peaceful rest resolution restitution what you know uh, restoration yeah, back to yes, god sir. there you go restoration that's the word and, and uh absolutely i agree 100 percent. now let's be clear too what's interesting is god's money <clears throat> gold and silver hasn't changed either brian yeah good point great job guys. all right kurt you want to wrap it up for us well ladies and gentlemen uh, on this day of prayer we gotta pray hard and uh, pray like it all depends on God and uh, work like it all depends on uh, us. Keep up the good work, Brian, and thank you, Sam. Thanks, thank Brian. You. Stay there, Kurt. And ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live Radio Program. Hard-hitting news that never refuse to use always at your fingertips two hours a day, six days a week. And we celebrate the National Day of Prayer, 365 and a quarter days a year. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is the broadcast for May 6th. Yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. May 1st was May Day. Today, May 6th, the National Day of Prayer. Amen to that. It's been going on annually for a long time, right, Kurt? Well, yeah, as far as I know, it's one of those things that's... I think the Congress was even doing it even before... Well, I mean, I know people have been praying forever, Sam, but I mean, I, as far as I know, we've had the National Day of Prayer for an awful long time, but I think uh, Nancy and uh, Joe and uh, Kamala would like to change that, don't you think? Yes, but I think the National Day of Prayer is a critical day. Do you think Joe Biden will, you know, highlight this and focus on this and give a like a speech or whatever about it and, you know, do something to promote it? Well, I don't think so, Sam. In fact, I uh, I was looking at, um, you know, how you can kind of check and see what's the focus of, you know, the mainstream big boys on the news and, the, you know, CNNs, NBC and all that kind of stuff if you search. And, and what was really, uh, well, frankly, it wasn't surprising at all to me, but uh, there was, you know, really no... Um, story from CBS or NBC or ABC or CNN uh, about the National Day of Prayer. I guess they were probably too busy in a prayer meeting, I suppose, there at their headquarters, you know. Um, and yet, uh, you know, if you really want to look at the real solutions Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, in America and the world, uh, so we're not topsy-turvy and just upside down. Um, you've got to focus on prayer and and the uh, principles of freedom, which would be, uh, well, uh, I think you got to start with the Ten Commandments. Don't you think, Sam? It's hard to know how to respond to this, Kurt, because I feel like we're so divided in America. We are so divided in this country. The National Day of Prayer in the days gone past in this constitutional republic was a given. Nowadays, I think it's a divide. I think when I push to have prayer, others are just going, how dare you? And I feel like uh, prayer used to be a unifying uh, blessing in America to remind us all of who's in charge of our liberty, who's in charge of our safety and our protections, who can grant us, you know, the founding fathers highlighted this, you know, hey, can a, sp a sparrow fall without God's notice? Then how can a nation rise without his aid? Okay, they understood this. And it seems to me now that, you know, pushing for prayer, I don't want to say that's the driving of the wedge because that isn't the cause. The driving of the wedge is those who are so against prayer. And they've literally shut down worship for a year, Kurt, for the most part. And now that we call for a National Day of Prayer, you kind of go, will the nation reject prayer now as a nation? As a whole, will the nation stand for the godly principles that we once stood for? Or will the nation turn its back on that? And I'm not, I'm not sure at this point. Well, the uh, headline from uh, CBN News um, and as far as I understand it, that uh, stands for something like Christian, let's see, uh, CBN News, it says the Christian perspective, uh, or I'm not sure if it's 
Christian Broadcasting Network as, you know, what CBN stands for or not. But anyway, CBNnews.com is where this piece comes from. It says, Biden's National Day of Prayer proclamation doesn't mention God. Um, so the White House has issued a National Day of Prayer proclamation without mentioning God even one time. Um, the uh, you, You've got... Uh, the transcript of the proclamation here. Um, I don't know if you want me to read that, but... uh, um, I think so, Kurt. Okay. Well, anyway, he says, uh, Throughout our history, Americans of many religions and belief systems have turned to prayer for strength, hope, and guidance. Prayer has nourished countless souls and powered moral movements, including essential fights against racial injustice, child labor and infringement on the rights of disabled Americans. Prayer is also a daily practice for many, whether it is to ask for help or strength or to give thanks over blessings bestowed. The First Amendment to our Constitution protects the rights of free speech and religious liberty, including the right of all Americans to pray. These freedoms have helped us to create and sustain a nation of remarkable religious vitality and diversity across the generations. Today, we remember and celebrate the role that the healing balm of prayer can play in our lives and in the life of our nation. As we continue to confront the crises and challenges of our time, from a deadly pandemic to the loss of lives and livelihoods in its wake, to a reckoning on on racial justice, or to the existential threat of climate change, Americans of faith can call upon the power of prayer to provide hope and uplift us for the work ahead. As the late Congressman John Lewis once said, quote, nothing can stop the power of a committed and determined people to make the, a difference in our society. Why? Because human beings are the most dynamic link to the divine on this planet, end quote. On this National Day of Prayer, we unite with purpose and resolve President Biden, Joe Biden says, uh, and recommit ourselves to the core freedoms that helped define and guide our nation from its earliest days. We celebrate our incredible good fortune that as Americans we can exercise our convictions freely, no matter our faith or beliefs. Let us find in our prayers, however, they are delivered the determination to overcome adversity, rise above our differences, and come together as one nation to meet this moment in history. The Congress, by public law 100-307 as amended, has called on the President to issue each year a proclamation designating the first Thursday in May as a National Day of Prayer. Now, therefore, I, Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution of and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim May 6th, 2021, as the National Day of Prayer. I invite the citizens of our nation to give thanks in accordance with their own faiths and consciences for our many freedoms and blessings. And I join all people of faith in prayers 
for spiritual guidance, mercy, and protection. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand this fifth day of May in the year of our Lord 2021 and of the independence of the United States of America, the 245th. Signed, Joseph R. Biden, Jr. Well, there you have it, Sam. Well, at least there's some on it, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, CBN, uh, Christian Broadcasting Network, I guess it is, uh, has got that piece. And so there's, uh, but the, uh, you know, I mean, all I can say is it's nice to see somewhere about it. The Washington Times has a piece on it. It says, National Day of Prayer inspires pleas for unity and justice. Um, but, um, you know, it goes on. Uh, so there are some places you can find out about it, but, uh, frankly, most places are just not going to fit it in, Sam. Yeah. I got a question for you, Kurt. Should we pray for Joe Biden? Well, it says we're supposed to pray for our enemies. As far as I can tell, Sam, that, that means, uh, you know, you pretty much got to pray for you know, yeah, those who persecute us and despitefully yeah. use us and stuff like that. That's yeah. right. That's the way it is. That's where I kind of think Joe is right now. I agree. Yeah. You know, and if we can pray <clears throat> for him and hope for better days and hope that he, uh, you know, changes his, what, tune? Yeah. And get That's... Joe to change his tune. You know, I hope uh -huh. for something like that. That'd be a good thing. And, you know, I, I don't wish any ill on the president. Uh, President Joe Biden, or whether I believe he got there legitimately or not is a different matter. But I don't wish any harm for him. I hope the best for him. I hope the best for his family. I hope they can, you know, make wise choices and repent to God for their mistakes like all of us should. And, you know, so I, I bring this up because I know a lot of times people want to just get into that partisan kind of mentality and attack one another and just be like, oh, man, you know. But look, let's pray for President Biden. Let's pray that he makes wise decisions on the international stage as well as uh, relating to all things internal or things related to America. And let's pray that he makes wise choices. Let's pray that he turns to God for guidance. Let's pray that he's a humble man to get on his knees uh, and seek for God's counsel and guidance and direction. Um, seek to take counsel from the Lord, not to you know, give counsel to God kind of a thing. And I, I hope that Joe Biden can do more of that because I really think that's where that's where we can make a big difference. Um, and I think that praying for our president, regardless of who's in power, regardless if we agree with the decisions that he makes or, you know, et cetera, I really think that's where we can make the biggest difference in America. How much difference can it make for a wicked leader or a person who you completely disagree with that's promoting socialism and communism? How much difference can it make if we pray sincerely for them? All of us in the country, all 330 million of us, I don't think you could even calculate um, the blessings and the benefit that can come from that. Sam and Curtin Seconds, Liberty Roundtable Live. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education. 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the National Day of Prayer. And we ought to keep talking about that. I want to talk about it some today, but I hope other news organizations and outlets pick up the piece and talk about it as well. I also hope to talk about the National Day of Prayer in the next several days because what I'd like to really do, it's interesting to me, you have like um, Black History Month, you got like, uh, I don't know, Gay and Lesbian Month or Week or whatever, you just got a day for prayer curtain. Well, that's right, Sam. I mean, you wouldn't want to have people focus on prayer too much. I mean... uh you know, as uh, as far as I know, Sam, last year, um, even though it was May, um, you know, of 2020, uh, they had the National Day of Prayer event at the White House Rose Garden. I don't really see anything like that scheduled for today at the uh, White House. Somehow they just, well, I mean, they got too full of a schedule to fit in the National Day of Prayer at the White House today, Sam. And as far as I can tell, the uh, president, uh, you know, the so-called president, Joe Biden, uh, the only reason he did it was, uh, you know, he had to do it because he says it's a law that Congress passed. So, you know, I mean, uh, I don't think they're really putting much of a an emphasis on it, if you will. Uh, last year, uh, the president was joined by the first lady, uh, Melania Trump. Uh, she gave an introductory prayer. The vice president, Mike Pence, and his wife attended. I mean, as far as I know, uh, Kamala is going to be busy. You know, she won't be really having time for the National Day of Prayer today, as far as that goes. Uh, um, so at, at least in my opinion, it's sad, but uh, I guess you could say it's uh, even more reason to pray, Sam. Hmm? 
Yeah, I, I agree. It's a big difference. And I just don't see Joe Biden. I don't see Kamala Harris really making it a priority like the Trump team did, like the Pence Trump uh, team did, or Trump Pence, I should probably say. Um, and I really think, you know, I'm kind of for prayer year, Kurt. It would start like January 1st and it would end like December 31st. And then, of course, it would start the year over. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're 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 kind of a prayer Nazi, I think, Sam. Don't you think? Well, you know? not really. I don't want to force everybody to pray, but I do yeah. want to encourage people to pray, Kurt. So there's a little bit of difference between the Nazis and me, and that I wouldn't do the force plan. Well, I know we were talking about last hour with our uh, guest Brian Rust about um, you know honest money, and as far as I know, Sam, um, you know, there's there's. Uh, like on our money, it says this phrase, it says, in God we trust. Um, so I think that's kind of, uh, I think that's supposed to be our motto, isn't it, Sam? So it seemed like it would be kind of appropriate to pray. Amen to that. I agree with that. I want to go back to the story that you started to talk about last hour with Brian, because I think there's a little more to dig into on this piece too, Kurt. Sidney Powell, America is now a communist regime. They're feeding lies to the American people every single day, writes Bob Unra, WND.com. Uh, Kurt, let's drill into this a little bit more because she really hits in one headline, or I should say Bob Unra hits in one headline, really the point here. Um, America is now a communist regime. I don't know that I agree we're a communist regime, but they are feeding us lies to the American people every single day. And we're getting close. I mean, when we start to ban worship, Kurt, we literally for a year say, you know what, church, no. Uh-uh. Um, you're getting close. Because really, the key to a communist society, I mean, a lot of people could speak of Marx and some of these other people, right? But the communists really are the bankers, Kurt. Because they're the ones that want to literally with absolute control, control everything. But I don't know how to describe this, but the real hallmark of a communist country is that it's flat out completely godless. That God is not welcome here. And there's a lot of other um, designators to determine a nation's communist status, if you will. But I think the grandest key is in a constitutional republic, Christianity is the hallmark, is the key. And in a communist regime, godlessness is the hallmark, if you will. And that's kind of why on this National Day of Prayer I go, mm, you know what, where are we now? Are we going to be forbidden to pray? Are they going to use some kind of government wallet or digital government currency and say, you know, Kurt, we're not, we're not going to tolerate your worship anymore. It's turning you into a Christian terrorist. You know, you want to violate women's bodies and keep babies alive and stuff. You want to, and, and they'll go on and on and on. Uh, but really, isn't that the difference in our societies? America, the land of the free, a Judeo-Christian based country based on these values and principles that Christians stand for versus a godless society. And I think that's what the earth is in the battle about. And even in the, you know, you go back to yesteryear, meaning uh, <laughs> before this world was, with God were we all, says the Bible, 
the literal offspring of God, and there was a war in heaven. And Satan and his minions were kicked out, right? And that war continues now between the godly and the godless. And I, and I kind of think Sidney Powell's hit on a really important point. Where are we in America? It's not a all or nothing game. But if we turn the corner, Kurt, as we've turned our back on God, or do you believe we're still a godly nation? I think that there's a, a contingent of people that believe in God and of actually their faith over the latest pandemic and all the different things that they claim have, our faith has grown. But you know what? God will demand that all knees shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Christ. That's an eventuality that we must all face. Nevertheless, the battle is on. And I'm convinced that Sidney Powell's statements really bring up that, what do you call it, a keystone question maybe, about this very thing, Kurt. Where do we stand? Are we a Christian nation still? Would the nation vote for Christianity or not? And you know what? It's not blatantly delivered in that kind of a discussion, right? It's not blatantly delivered, uh, will you back God or will you reject God? It's more like this. Let's talk about it in terms of free speech. Right now, they're jettisoning Donald Trump's free speech. And they're saying, you know what, President Trump, you're banned on Facebook and Instagram. Banned on Twitter. And that ban's going to stand. But if they can do that, I don't want to say to the greatest among us, but to a man like Donald Trump with plenty of money, plenty of fame, plenty of fortune, plenty of um, political prestige or clout or whatever, if they can do that to him, they can do that to any of us. And what if the free speech isn't Donald's tweets? What if the free speech is testifying of Christ? How long will it be until we say you can't speak out, speak of Christ? Or how long will it be until we say, you know what? We're going to prosecute and persecute those who speak of Christ. And so we're just seeing the beginnings of, in my opinion, the real battle about free speech, about liberty, about choices, about agency, about all these things are coming to the forefront. And I don't think it's going to be a pretty picture, at least understanding are Americans faithful? Do you think we're a Christian nation still, Kurt? Or do you think we've turned the corner? You know, you make me think of the uh, old phrase where they say, well, um, they took uh, prayer out of schools, but then the one guy said, yeah, but as long as there's pop quizzes, there's always going to be prayer in school. Um, you know, and when you look at this article from uh, World Net Daily, um, highlighting the uh, phrase that Sidney Powell, who we haven't heard much from her lately because, uh, you know, at least in my opinion, she's been pretty busy uh, dealing with, you know, the lawsuits and different things like that. But recently she's been interviewed on a couple of places, uh, according to this article from Bob Unruh there. Uh, one of them was what they call Erskine Radio. And, uh, she uh, explained there that uh, there's more than enough evidence in the public now to more than reverse the election in at least five states. And, uh, you know, you were talking about, oh, how prayer would kind of bring us together before, and yet now, say you're in a group of people and, and you want to pray, uh, some folks would kind of say, well, hey, I'm not really for that or whatever uh, you know it makes me think of 
how the flag these days is almost, uh, I guess you could say, separates us. Uh, you got some people that love it, and others are like, hey, man, don't be putting up that flag around here. Truth shall set you free. Christianity too hot for cities' farmers' markets. Coming out. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A federal judge on Wednesday threw out the CDC's nationwide moratorium on evictions, but agreed to put a temporary hold on her ruling as the government pushes an appeal. District Judge Dabney Friedrich said that although there was no doubt Congress intended to empower CDC to combat COVID-19, a moratorium on residential evictions was not among them. The husband of missing Colorado mom Suzanne Morphew has been charged with first-degree murder in connection with her disappearance and presumed death just shy of one year ago. Barry Morphew was arrested on Wednesday with first-degree murder, tampering with physical evidence, and attempting to influence a public servant charges. South Carolina is putting into motion bringing back firing squads to its list of execution methods. The state house voted 66 to 43 Wednesday on legislation that would allow death row inmates to choose between being shot or electrocuted if lethal injection drugs are not available. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. SpaceX and their space ambitions have had many setbacks in the last year. Perseverance has now paid off. Dan Rocky with the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. SpaceX has successfully landed a test rocket it plans on using to send astronauts to the moon. The company launched, then landed its Starship prototype rocket on Wednesday, the first time that the prototype has successfully landed. Four previous tests were destroyed in the process of landing. SpaceX was awarded a contract from NASA last month to develop the Starship for use on the Artemis missions to return to the moon, though the contract is currently on hold after two other companies filed protests of the contract award. Just months after Trader Joe's increased its special COVID-19 bonus pay for employees, the grocery chain is now looking to slash it in half. In February, Trader Joe's gave employees an additional $4 an hour, pretty much for being frontline workers. Now Trader Joe's is looking to drop the Thank you, Pay, back down to its initial rate. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. We're talking about national the National Day of Prayer. By the way, CNN Don 
Lemon, CNN Don or CNN anchor Don Lemon, claimed that God was not about hindering people or even judging people. He said, uh, "Okay, I thought the ultimate judgment was from God, but uh, there you go." And so here's the deal. They're going to shut me down for peddling misinformation. They're going to shut President Donald J. Trump down uh, for supposedly um, incorrect information or misinformation. But yet you're going to let Don Lemon run around and tell you that God's not about hindering people, hindering people. God is not about judging people. I thought God judged us all, folks. How dumb am I, right? There you go. Now, Christianity is too hot. For cities, farmer market. I don't know if you saw this story, Kurt, but it's kind of interesting. Lansing, Michigan has been hostile to religion. So this uh, apple grower went to the farmer's market and stuff like that, but has beliefs on marriage, Kurt. <clears throat> and uh, this farmer's market, whatever you want to call it, attendee, uh, believes that marriage should be between a man and a woman. So they literally shut this guy down and kicked him out of the farmer's market. And then the judge overruled Michigan or Lansing, the city of Lansing. Uh, and it's been a big battle ever since. It's been going on for quite some time. So we need to pray for this uh, Christian in the farmer's market in Lansing, Michigan. Kurt, this kind of smacks of what's happened to you a little bit too, right? Well, that's right, Sam. I mean, uh, I I was just thinking about um, how interesting it is. I mean, uh, most days when I'm out uh, selling honey with the uh, <clears throat> with the honey trailer or whatever you want to call it, I occasionally call it the honey hut. Uh, but you know, when I'm there, if it's a, like a really nice day like yesterday, I can put the flags out and you know, and they don't get blown. You know, like from uh, like clear down the block or anything but when it's bad weather you know sometimes i can't and i was thinking about a little while back when uh i really didn't have the flags out because it must have been a rougher day and uh, so i just had the one window on the one side where the wind was coming from the back side and this one guy pulled in and i'm i'm not sure it was a guy but i mean he had an earring and you know kind of some interesting looking hair for a guy like me that's just don't make like, that dutchman now god's What's, not about judging anybody there says no I know. Uh, but anyway uh yeah um so the guy was you know just i mean he had different outfit on compared to me you know as he's in his car and he pulls up right in front of the the window there and he looks up and he sees all the little stickers I got up there that say uh, "Make America Great Again" or whatever, and he goes, "Oh, I guess I'll have to go somewhere else." <laughs> and uh, so I guess he just didn't want to be in, a, in that kind of a dangerous area. But on the other hand, uh, you know, when I put up that, hold on, Kurt, did you say this. to him, "Do you want to taste some honey?" Well, I. I really only said, well, uh, thanks for stopping, and uh, sorry you feel that way, and, you know, uh, have a good day. You didn't get all crazy and riot and assault people? I know, I probably should have been uh, blazing with some, you know, 
uh, swear words and stuff. I just they didn't come to me. Throwing honey time, bears. You know, yeah, I'm really upset. But uh, on the other hand, Sam, it was it's just fun to me to see. Uh, like when I put the one big flag up, that's you know it goes up pretty high because I stick it in the back of the truck and it's you know way up there and it's got this phrase on it says stop the steal you know and it's flying up there um, amen to with that all, with all the uh you know real nice you united states flags that we've got you know i got about six or eight of them flying and you know it's pretty i mean to me it, it makes me feel pretty good to have that all around but anyway every so often i'll get somebody pull in and they'll be like Oh, we need more of this, and I I pulled over especially because I saw this, and I had to come in there and buy something because you know I mean I just had to support this. So you know some people ask me, well, at least I've had some say something like, uh, well, if you put that stuff up, it's going to be bad for business, and I think this is kind of this woke mentality that we've got with like coke and all these other companies that are doing that um and yet what from what i can see sam i i see the people that are serious about loving the country and that have got money to spend and stuff like that that they're serious about supporting um that idea now i don't put it up based on how much money i figure i'm gonna make um but I do appreciate the fact that there's other people out there like me that go, hey, man, I love to see that. And I'm pulling in here. One lady told me, I think it was yesterday, said something like, man, I'm in here because of all those signs and those flags, like the sign that says uh, drain the swamp and the other one that says Trump 2020, you know. Uh, and then she's like, and I love it because I coming here and I don't have a mask on and they, you know I mean she's she was just having a good time you know and yet um, there's going to be those ones there the other guy like you know I'm kind of waiting for my time to see some local uh, you know bureaucrat come up and say hey where's the masks and around here and stuff like that well I think they got rid <laughs> of the mask mandate in Utah just recently though right well, I know, Sam. Uh, I've heard that. But then I still go and see people like, you know, acting like they didn't get that notice. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, what do you mean? You they're know. just exercising their freedom. Well, I guess they are. And they're kind of signaling to me how I'm one of those guys that don't care about people. And I I just, uh, you know, must not be careful. I mean, they're they're going to be safe and not sorry like me, you know. But uh, of course, on the yeah, well, on you might whole, be the cause that they die. Well, yeah, good point. Uh, but um, you know, it's been interesting to me to see what's going on. I got a question, uh, Kurt. On the farmers speaking market, speaking of this, vaccines and, and yeah. masks and all this. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say that they're going to start doing the uh, vaccine trial for children, still looking for participants. Have you seen this? Well, and then they say brothers both get the vaccine and they go on about it. But I got a question. I, I'm not really positive how to answer this, but maybe you can help me. Mm -hmm. If you've got an experimental vaccine that is not been proven safe or effective at this point. It's on emergency issuance, if you will. 
Is it child abuse to experiment on those children? Or let you know, me ask you, you this really question. Ask that. Yeah. What if, what if on the other hand uh, they they were like uh, we're gonna make these uh, kids pray every day, you know, morning and night, and recite? No, you like couldn't do that, but that'd be evil force. That's what I'm talking about. See, it's just interesting. Oh, evil force! How, yeah. how you could do, uh, you know, if you did that with prayer and uh, Ten Commandments or something like that, then you're indoctrinating them. But on the other hand, if you vaccinate them and teach them, uh, you know, critical race theory and stuff like that, then hey, that's uh, somehow good for them, right? Um, isn't that the you know fix up about the old thing where it says uh, in the last days good is called evil and evil is called good, right? Yeah, I'm just wondering though if it's child abuse. When I look at that and I go vaccine trial for children, we don't know if it's really safe and effective. It's been emergency released and all this kind of stuff, and I just kind of look at it and go, man, I you know I don't know. It's very interesting. However, the Hell Center Theater, Kurt got the memo about the masks and the headline says Hale Center Theater will not require masks at their place well that's nice yeah that is a, you know a breath of fresh air huh Sam mm -hmm. yeah. yeah especially you know the theater and going to the theater and a little bit of entertainment and fun without a mask would be nice you know I yeah, kind of like that good point now I don't know if they're going to do some social distancing or whatever but well you know, okay if they do that right I always figured everybody's doing social distancing, Sam. I mean, you know, if you if you feel social enough, get close to somebody. If on the other hand, if you want to stay distant from them, just stay distant, you know. I mean, leave that up to each individual, right? Yeah, they're also asking this, Kurt. Uh -huh. Is it time for Utah to switch to artificial grass? <laughs> Yeah, dude, the huge drought, buddy. They say that you need to switch to official grass because 60% of the you know water in Utah is used to green up your lawn, buddy. Well, maybe they could take a hint about the National Day of Prayer and they could pray more and focus on the Ten Commandments. You mean more the God so of Liberty, God... the author of everything we have, might give us more water if we do that? That's exactly what I mean, Sam. Amen to that. Liberty Roundtable Live. Takes a short lead. Elwood glances over. Now back to the plate. He sets the pitch. It swung on strike three. They've won it. They have won it. World champions. Jim, what's it like down on the field? John, it's a madhouse down here. I'm, I'm trying to get to Bob Elwood, the winning pitcher. Bob, Bob, how does it feel? Winning the seventh game on a strikeout. Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd be looking for a slider, so I came on with my fastball. World champions. Is this the greatest moment of your life? Absolutely not. Jim, the best moments for me are breakfast with the kids, long walks with my wife, just holding her hand, you know? Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jim, when was the last time you held your wife's hand? Well, it's, it's, it's been a while. I tell you, you need to step up to the plate, Jim. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty 
carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> wow, I don't know how to respond to this. Is it time for Utah to switch to artificial grass? is a big question on KSL News Radio right now. And um, you can say, Sam, what have you just done? You, you're talking about hard-hitting news, and then you just go to this? Yeah, but the environmental discussions are at the heart of all this, ladies and gentlemen. Look, how much does it cost? Kurt, do you know how much it costs to, to, to plant seed and grow grass? Well, it all just depends on what you call planting seed and growing grass, Sam. If you go down to Ace or True Value or somewhere like that and pick up some seed, and you know, I mean, do you have to co uh, include the cost of drive there? Do you have to include the cost of your time? Or do you no, just include know. the cost of the seed? I mean, as far as I know, you can you can do this pretty I guess you could say on the cheap, you know. Um, yeah, but that's right. Like, for example, let's say you want to do it the old instant lawn, you know, if you will, um, and order a truckload of a sod, you know, to put down. Well, you know, then it's going to be a little more money, you know, like the other day. A little more. Uh, like 10 <laughs> times more money. Well, Hold I on. suppose hey, a uh, lot Cameron, more. how much was a foot of sod again? I know right, that a foot, a foot of uh, when I was working on, uh, you know, repairing my, you know, sprinkler system because we cut out a tree and busted up some pipes, I think you gotta got to include that in your cost of uh, grass, if you will. And so, you know, it just kind of depends on all the costs you include, Sam. Um, all right, 35 cents a square foot for sod. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're talking about how much for a uh, fake lawn, or a, what do they call those astroturf? Is that what it is, Kurt? Yeah, artificial grass. You know, what is that? some of it. Um, you know, and uh, like we've got one daughter that has that all out the back. The nice thing about it is you don't really have to mow it. I mean, it just pretty much stays the same height. Uh, now, you know, in my opinion, it's not real. Or, quote earth friendly if you ask me but they're going to tell you that the real earth friendly people are the ones that you just cover all your ground with i guess rocks or something like that or you know and maybe you just leave it natural sam wouldn't that be like weeds everywhere which is kind of what they complained with uh about like in the cities they don't want you to just have well if you weeds, have weeds uh, everywhere buddy they'll arrest you and you know they'll take your house that's right 
<laughs> like we, yeah, we, we've read about old stories. ladies getting taken down because they can't take care of their weeds in their yard or whatever and they kind of yeah, freak right. and go chimic grass mm -hmm. and that's artificial that's grass that's different than like uh astroturf though right yeah i guess I think so, so. I, i'm just not familiar with yeah astroturf might be even more expensive but what the chimic grass then is 35 bucks a foot I'm not sure. Uh, you know, the one's thirty-five cents or something like that, and the other one was thirty. Oh, thirty-five, bucks. thirty-five cents per foot for the chimet grass kind of one, or the you know artificial grass or whatever. How much is that, Kurt? If you you know wanted a quarter acre, you know, isn't a quarter acre well, about hundred foot by hundred foot, Kurt? You even asking stuff like that is what you're supposed to do, Sam. This is the new world of, of uh, you know, like. AOC world and all that kind of stuff. You're just supposed to realize that what you got to do, like here's some premium grade artificial turf grass. That's what you got to do is put that kind of stuff in, um, Sam. And you just don't, you don't question. Um, I mean, you just don't use water. I mean, certainly you wouldn't want to pray for rain and fast for it, you know, like they did in the old days because water doesn't, you don't need to worry about it coming out of the air. It just comes out of a pipe now, Sam. I mean, um, you know, it's kind of like food. It it really doesn't come from a farmer and from the earth and from God. It just comes from the store, Sam. Don't what? you know that? Yeah. I mean, well, that's so they the say that you got to use less water because the water, I mean, you know, if you use a bunch of water, like 60% of the water in Utah is used to make your lawn green, buddy. Okay. You know that, right? You heard of that? Well, so here's my question to you. When I put the water on my lawn and it greens up my lawn, then where does the water go? Is it like ruined and lost forever? Well, that's a very good question. But see, Sam, it's one of those ones you're not supposed to ask because, uh, you know, you got to remember whose water this really is. That's government water. I mean, we've established that in the past. Uh, hold on a minute. One, I'm going to just jettison this. To, hold on. Isn't it God's water, Kurt? Well, yeah, but you only mention him. Well, you don't even really mention him on the National Day of Prayer if you're present you know, so-called President Biden. Uh, but, um, you know, today is the National Day of Prayer, and maybe they would say that, you know, God's the uh, source of even water, Sam. I submit that God, it's his water, and he's in charge of the water, mm -hmm. Kurt. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think if we want to... Uh, you know, use his water to green up our lawns and it goes back to the earth. Why can't it be used to take a shower next? You know, we filter Good that point. water and everything else. And why don't we just use it to shower next? Or maybe my shower water can be used to green up my lawn or what all I'm saying is they make you believe that this is like use once and we're done with it, man. We're running out of water, buddy. Kind of like in the seventies. They're like, <laughs> we're running out of gas, man. 50 years later, they're not saying we're running out of gas. That's right. That's Think about that. Point. It was crisis day in the 70s. I remember this as a little kid. You could go get gas on even or odd days based on your license plate or whatever, right? <laughs> and and the smart and, and, guys and would just we were, take two license plates, you know, and then what you do is you just, right, put, just put a right different on plate on so that you can just fill up any day you want, you know, right? But. But think about this, though. So they told you that it's, I mean, we're about out of gas. We're rationing. It's just a lockdown. I mean, we're going to be out of fossil fuels yeah. 50 years later, literally. Oh, no, and they're not no. saying a word about it now. They're just like, hey, we're going to keep the price of gas down for you. 
Yeah, right. And by the way, don't drive around in your SUV because it'll be too expensive. Yeah. Well, you got to cruise around in your Tesla. Um, you know, uh, of course, um, you know, because that electricity it just comes from a plug in the wall. I mean, you don't really need anything for that. We got plugs in the wall for that, Sam. Mm -hmm. Anyway, just a, very strange. You know, last hour with Brian Rust, he mentioned the, you know, this, uh, we, of course, we're talking about money and things like that. And I brought this, I found this one story I was going to bring up to him that I thought was kind of interesting. And, you know, the headline from the Epic Times says, uh, restaurants ready to hire, but government payments keep workers home. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, why, why should you go to work, Kurt? I can stay home and I have plenty of money to plant my artificial grass, buddy. Don't bother me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, as far as I can see, Sam, uh, that kind of messes up the whole supply and uh, demand kind of system because if there's no workers making stuff, that all that fun, free paper money comes coming from the federal government can buy, then pretty soon you. You know, you really can't buy anything with it, right? You might not even have food, um, even though you've got lots of money, right, Sam? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I'm not sure what that has to do with me sitting home and binging on Netflix and planting my artificial grass. I mean, I don't get yeah, good, what you're saying. You know? yeah, no, I got good news to end the hour, Kurt. You ready for this? Yes, sure. It's great news to end the hour, and I kind of think this for the National Day of Prayer is quite appropriate. Yeah. Headline says Alabama planning uh -huh. to restore in God we trust motto in public schools. Dean Young, he's chairman of the Ten Commandments Political Action Committee. So Ten Commandments PAC. I don't know if you know we had one of those, but we do. He told this oh, yeah. AI.com group. Probably Biden. Uh, that his group hopes to push the Ten Commandments, the Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence to all schools. Why? So that children can learn of their historical importance. Look at that. So they're going to talk to them about, in Alabama, the Ten Commandments yeah. yes, sir. in the schools. Well, yeah. He says, my hope is that we can... Coke is going to leave Alabama for sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> He says this, my hope is that they have the Ten Commandments in the schools all over the state of Alabama, as well as the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution for the United States of America, and the historical documents that go with this country. What do you think of that, Kurt? And I like that. I want more of it, right? Amen to that. Yeah, I was looking uh, to f try to find that. So when I put in Alabama and Ten Commandments in DuckDuckGo, I get uh, Roy Moore bringing Ten Commandments monument back, um, which I didn't know about that either. Um, but uh, Alabama to put Ten Commandments displays on. Maybe, I don't know if that has something to do with it, but... Uh, yeah, anyway. Alabama planning to restore in God we trust. Cool. Well, there you go. That is 
that is good news. I just gotta agree with you. I couldn't couldn't agree more. You know, good work. But when do you there. ever hear about this, Kurt? Well, I'm sure CNN and NBC and ABC and CBS and Sean Hannity and, uh, you know, the Rush Limbaugh program and all those other guys will be send, sending their guys over there right now to cover that, Sam, because, I mean, these are vital uh, things that they've got. Yeah, you want to learn about Dean Young of the Ten Commandments Political Action Committee or Ten Commandments PAC, Kurt, or ten, because that's the guy that we can kind of keep an eye on. AI.com is who brought this to our attention, I think, Kurt. Well, very good. That is good, yeah. And that's, uh, as you said, a very good news. I do see, if I put in Alabama Ten Commandments PAC, I do see uh, the Ten Commandments Amendments PAC led the campaign yeah. in support of Amendment 1. Dean Young, a former chief strategist for Roy Moore, was the chairperson of the committee. That's right. So check this out, Kurt, in my opinion. There you go. Google doesn't want to shut down your search if you know exactly what you're searching for because then you can prove that they're shutting you down. But they also want to make sure that you don't find it. So you got to be specific enough to know absolutely. In other words, you can't find the story. But if you knew the story existed, then you could get the story. And they're doing this. They're walking a very, very fine line on purpose. Now you say, well, I'm not using Google. I'm using DuckDuckGo. Yeah, but you got to ask yourself, does DuckDuckGo really do the searches? Or do they just provide a different interface so that you don't have to give up your personal information to the searching? Who's doing the searching for DuckDuckGo, for instance? And I'm not trying to down DuckDuckGo. I it's use it. I think it's point. great. I'm just making a point that where do the searches really, where are the searches really derived? Uh, and the reason I bring it up is because there's very few people that really conduct the searches, and they're not our friends, my friend. Good point. So for the National Day of Prayer, just know that in Alabama, at least, folks are trying to get the Ten Commandments, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the founding documents in front of children so they can learn about our historical relevance and the blessings known as the greatest country on the face of the earth, the United States. Maybe we could duplicate that in all the other states, huh, Kurt? Amen to that. That would be Sam. our hope. Amen. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being along, ladies and gentlemen, for Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby. You know what? We are convinced that on prayer day, we need to make this a everyday affair. Pray hard, folks. Then get up and go to work. God save the Republic of the United States of America.